freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 210 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com. That's a new name that uh, we have now. We've just recently had some big news right? After like 18 years of having our retail store, AZ Firearms, we are transitioning everything into our sister company, Pot of Gold Auctions, and retaining the AZ Firearms name. And so now we are AZ Firearms Auctions, your nationwide hometown gun auction where you name the price. And I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is protection for the Second Amendment industry. And our guest today is Kwong Nguyen. He is a member of the Arizona House of Representatives Legislative District 1. Uh, Kwong is from the town of Prescott Valley and is currently serving his first term. Quan came from the United States 46 years ago at the end of the Vietnam War conflict, which is close off his bat. He managed to learn English, attended and graduated college, and built a small business to support his family. Quan, welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You are also an active member of the NRA, and you are the new president of the ASRPA, which is the Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association that I also sit on the board of. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. And thank you for, uh, you know, always being there to support me and, and support us and support the Second Amendment and, and putting out uh, uh, protections for, for the, the Arizonans uh, and, and industry. So I really appreciate the ASRPA and what you do, uh, Cheryl and Dan. Absolutely. Thank you. Iquan, so, you know, you're a member of the AZ, Arizona State Rifle Pistol Association, and you're uh, you're in the legislative district one. I can't talk to you. <laughs> is there, is it a tough road? Is there a lot of people in Congress that don't want guns? You know what? Um, you, you can see every day this particular administration is constantly pushing for uh, to destroy the Second Amendment, and you see it every day. And unfortunately, you're beginning to see some of the Republicans on on our side uh, th that are trying to accommodate the left side to uh, to uh, push gun control along the way. And that's one of the reasons why I'm running, and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So uh, there's this, you know, little Senate bill. 1382, you might have had a thing or two to do about it here in the state of Arizona. 
talk to us about what that is and what what the process was like, especially as a freshman in the Arizona State Legislature. This is a pretty big deal. You know, um, I, uh, I I'm, I'm to start with, I'm on four different committees, and it's like drinking out of a fire hose. But you know imagine. what? Um, I, I came down here, and a lot of people criticize me for being a single issue guy, which is the Second Amendment, mm -hmm. and I think that's that's to my advantage, really. Mm -hmm. And let me talk to you a little bit about 18, uh, 1382. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a bill that belonged to Senator uh, Wendy Rogers. Mm -hmm. And that is a great bill, by the way, and it's also uh, was signed into law. Um, what it is, is it would declare uh, Second Amendment businesses to be essential during a declared emergency. Uh, you've seen what's going on around the country where, you know, this group can go to work, but not that group. Mm -hmm. so, so it's great that, that we can still go get items to defend our family uh, in a declared emergency. Now, I wanted to drop a late bill, but it was past the deadline. So I went to Senator Rogers and I said, would you kind of let me amend it? And, uh, you know, she was very nice about it. And she said, well, tell me about your amendment. Mm -hmm. And I said, basically what I want to do is have a mirror bill that's identical to PLACA, which is the liability uh, protection extended to, uh, to uh, firearm industry. Mm -hmm. including ammunition and, and retailers. And it's a federal statute. So what mm -hmm. we want to do is we want to take that protection here for the state of Arizona. Mm -hmm. And he was very happy. And she said, you know, Kwong, this will make my bill a whole lot stronger. She agreed to it. We dropped an amendment. Um, we actually anticipated a two, three hours fight on the floor, but it lasted less than 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> That is shocking. It is and shocking because, um, exciting. I, yeah, exciting and shocking because I guess they didn't want to go to fight with a Second Amendment guy on the floor. And like so it. it lasted very short. And so uh, we got it past the House. It went back to the Senate and it passed the Senate, went to the desk uh, and it was uh, signed, I believe, last uh, uh, a week from last Friday. And so what does that, what does that mean? What, what, is, what does that protect? Well, so basically, um, if you're hit by a drunk driver, you really can't sue GM. Mm -hmm. So if a gun is being misused, uh, unlawfully used in uh, the commission of a crime, you can't go sue Ruger for that. And that is the liability protection that we now have um, in our state, which mm -hmm. is very unique. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Absolutely. And, you know, we've been gun store owners for close to two decades. And so and manufacturers too. And manufacturers right. as well. And so for us to hear this now, of course, I just said we're transitioning out of retail uh, and, and going full force with our, our pre-existing auction business. But that doesn't mean that we would we care any less about this for our other fellow uh, Second Amendment uh, industry folks, because just the way you described it is exactly right. You know, if if a gun is uh, built incorrectly and malfunctions, okay, that's one thing. But well, they're, the, they're still liable for that. Absolutely. Defective material, you 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 are still responsible for that uh, product. And so absolutely. we're not we're not protecting uh, the industry one hundred percent, but absolutely. we're saying 
if the, a firearm is misused. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I, when I came down here is to protect businesses and jobs. And in, in my way of thinking, I'm doing just that. Absolutely. And, you know, the, uh, the side that hates our rights, they misuse uh, language all the time. And I know it's purposeful. And this is one of those areas I've heard um, President Biden say that, you know, the firearms industry is the only one that gets off like scot-free without, uh, you know, having any liability over their product. And that's absolutely not true. And not that we're going to get into vaccine things right now, but really, you know, well, aviation, you know, under Ronald Reagan, aviation was protected. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, absolutely. So, so to, to stand on the floor and said, you know, a gun industry is, the you know, why does it deserve, uh, you know, uh, additional protection? That's not that's not true at all. Mm -hmm. right? No, you're exactly so can I, right. If you don't mind, Kwan, can I ask? OK, so if we are as a manufacturer, if you're sued by a federal judge or federal court um what can Arizona, how, how does that help us in arizona will that mean you know, that the case won't happen in arizona or what it won't happen because we have state rights mm -hmm. okay so and, and if that's that. but but if you if you're looking at the last I'm, I'm sorry dan go ahead no no it's okay you got i got it thank you yeah and and if you remember uh back in um january when uh, president biden um, was at the Rose Garden. And one of the things he very clearly pointed out that he's going to do everything. If God could help him to do one thing, that would be repealing PLACA and, and open up the industry to all kinds of lawsuits. And mm -hmm. when I heard that, it was important for me to go, go to work on this one. And, and I will tell you this, during the interim, uh, I'm going to be, be pulling out um, anti-gun laws from New York, New Jersey, and California and make sure we build additional protection in the state of Arizona, not just for the industry, but for people like you and me there, who are exercising the Second Amendment, which is basically our God-given right. Right. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about, uh, oh, you said you had four committees. I wanted to hear what those were before we move on. Yeah, um, I was really surprised as a freshman that I would have four, and uh, education is a big one. Uh, appropriations is another big one, judiciary, and military affairs and uh, public safety. So I'm a vice chair in military affairs and, and public safety. And so all of the things that we're doing today, Second Amendment, it, it also somewhere in the, the box of, of public safety. So I'm very much aware of what I can do, what I can't do, and how to protect our citizen in a reasonable way. And I think we're doing just that. Wow. It's very refreshing to me to hear you today because there are so many people that are supposed to be representing us that don't even understand what the Constitution is about. Right, right. But but let me say this. We have a razor thin lead of 31 to 29 in the House of Representatives. Now, it only takes one person to go off the path, right? But I, I will say this to you with confidence. And when it comes to the pro-life issue, the Second Amendment issue, the election integrity issue, you can count on all, all 31 of us going down the same path. Now, when it comes to education, some, someone may, may think slightly differently, but, but here's where I need help. Uh, and, and you too can help me out. We need to elect number 32, number 33, number 34, 
so that we don't have to worry about hurting 31 cats through that tiny little door. <laughs> and, and that's what I feel like every day when I come to work. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, it really is um, quite the feat to try to keep everybody, uh, I think, thinking constitutionally. It shouldn't be an incredible feat because every single person, whether they were, you know, Republican, conservatives when they ran, uh, whether they're Democrat, liberal when they ran, whether they're an independent, whether they're a libertarian, whatever, they all swear an oath to the same document, right? You know, uh, on January 11th, I came down there and I, uh, I took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. I didn't take an oath to uphold and defend some of the rights. Thank you. I didn't do that. Thank you. So, so when you look at some of these legislators out there and, and you know, you and I both know who they are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, 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 you know, the constitution is great except for that second one. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> or, yeah. or, you know, that first one, you know, you can't say that on Facebook because we'll block you on Twitter, we'll block you. That first one seems to be a problem as well. And, mm. and, and you know, I was called a fascist this weekend on Twitter. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Second Amendment. So, you know, it doesn't make any sense to call someone a communist. By the way, I was called a communist. Uh, communists just don't like to expand gun rights. Right. So <laughs> there, there's a disconnection somewhere here that I haven't been able to, um, to figure out yet. Yeah. Well, you're, well, you came from Vietnam firsthand. I mean, you saw what control was in that country and you came here and, and you, you have an opportunity to be free here. Uh, you know, I didn't know freedom until I got here. And if, yeah. you, if you look at what's happening in Cambodia or what was happening after the fall of Saigon, we had 2 million people killed in Cambodia in the killing fields, right? And, and did they have a single gun to defend themselves? None, mm -hmm. zero. The Khmer Rouge had all the guns. And, and you can see it's, it's not about an economic system. We're talking about controlling system and killing people at will. So I don't want it to see it happening here. And so, dang it, call me any name you want to. I'm going to continue to support the Second Amendment in every way. You know, and I need your help. I do need your help. Absolutely. Well, we obviously are in that same fight with you. And nowadays, you know, because the First Amendment is under such attack that we have to even kind of be careful about using the word fight. Oh, they're inciting violence on Gun Freedom Radio. No, we're not. We're using the word fight as an action uh, word in a conversational way, right? We want to keep right. this conversation going. Exactly. To get involved with the, the process of electing people who will take the Constitution seriously and then holding them to account after they've been elected. It's it's you know, not too much to ask when you realize what our founders did go through to be able to even have the opportunity to put quill to parchment. Right, absolutely. And, and you know something, I, I probably am one of the most politically incorrect person <laughs> you ever meet in your life. So I'll say fight, I'll say whatever I need to do to get things done. And I figured out early on, Cheryl and Dan, is that the only people who can unseat me are the citizens of LD1. Mm -hmm. They're the only one to get to hire me and fire me. Uh, the rest of the folks don't let get don't, you know, Facebook can't do it, Twitter yep. can't do it, yeah, uh, fascists can't do it. Um, yep. 
And so uh, I'm going to continue to be the, the same person that, that I am. Well, Quan, you are, you, you've asked for help. And I want to ask you a question. What got you involved? Maybe if we knew what got you involved, it may make other people want to get involved. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one of the things that, that uh, when I got involved, I remember having a conversation with my wife is that, um, you know, you're, you're exposing our family. You're exposing, mm -hmm. you know, children mm -hmm. and your wife. And, and I said to her, and I said, you know, that, that's the reason why good people won't get involved because of the name smearing and the, whatever they, they do to make up. And I actually told my wife, hey, listen, now you, you, you might be hearing that I have uh, three wives in the past and 17, 17 um, uh, you know, uh, illegitimate children here soon. Um, but I'm not going to have that uh, cause me to, uh, to, to not stand up. And I yeah. think what we're seeing in the last couple of years is mainly the reason why uh, people like me should really stand up and say, hey, you know what? Uh, we don't stand up for the citizens. We don't stand up for the Constitution. Uh, we don't stand up for the freedoms that we have today. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Right. No, that's exactly right. That That is our responsibility as citizens. And it is a scary arena. I mean, I have not put my foot into it. Uh, so I'm just looking at it from the outside. At, but it does look very frightening because of the personal attacks and the slander and the gossip and the you know, untrue stories. And so I, I admire and respect and honor people even more so who have uh, put themselves in that position. So thank you to you. And please extend that to your wife because it is the whole family. You know, well, one person running isn't just the one person, right? She, she's my hero. I mean, she's the one that put up with me. I come home late every night. I drive 93 miles each way. And uh, I promised her that I would have dinner with her every night, and, and uh, I'm not breaking that promise. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. And family is so important. Um, so you also, as we mentioned, uh, were elected president of the uh, Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association. Talk to us about that organization. What is it that uh, the ASRPA does? You know, one of the things that... Uh, really misleading by the press and by the, the mainstream media is that we're a bunch of gun nuts. And you couldn't be any further from the truth. If you look at ASRPA, Cheryl, and you're a board member, 99% mm -hmm. of what we do is education. Mm -hmm. Whether it's gun training, firearm training, or firearm safety, or mm -hmm. teaching kids how to uh, get involved with marksmanship. And as a state director at one time, I was a state director and a state coordinator for our junior marksmanship teams, is that we don't, we don't teach marksmanship only. We teach citizenship first. I love that. So, so when you look at the uh, high-powered junior rifle team, uh, by the way, my daughter is, is at Quantico right now competing for her last bid of six points to get her distinguished rifle badge. But That's awesome. It, yeah, when you look at that team, you see that we produce military members like there's no tomorrow. We got uh, a couple of Navy kids. We got uh, a, a, an F-16 uh, pilot. We have a, a Navy pilot, a helicopter pilot. We have two US Marines. Uh, we have uh, an Army ROTC uh, commission that was, I believe, last May. And, and just on and on and on of how many great citizens were producing out of this little program. And, mm -hmm. and people don't think that. And on top of that, Cheryl, did you know that we had 15 national titles out of the high power team? 
I actually should know that, uh, but I'm glad that you reminded me. 15 national titles. Yes, 15 national titles, and my, my daughter has one of them, and she was also a state champion, uh, champion back in 2015, CMP champion. So we, but, but that's not the point. I mean, ASRPA is really all about education, and if you miss out on those things, you really miss out on a lot. And yes, do we own guns? Absolutely. Do we shoot a lot? Absolutely. We're also out there teaching. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, that's, and that's who we are. And that's how I feel who we are. Yeah, building into the next generation, that is everything. Because we, if we don't recognize that each of us is a bridge from one generation to the next, right. we're missing the whole point, I think, of you know who we are meant to be. And if we aren't preserving this inheritance, our constitution and our bill of rights, if we are preserving that as our inheritance to pass along um, unsliced and diced and um, uh, redacted, uh, that, that we're doing it wrong because whatever we do or don't do in our lifetime, it will reverberate forward. And I love to hear, and I'd love to, to make more public what the, the ASRPA does uh, in that respect. Now, we also have a new legislative committee um, that's not brand new, like we've always done uh, legislative work, yeah. uh, but I, I think it's been refreshed and renewed in a lot of ways. We, we, we have quite a few, a few new members in there and uh, I, I can't name them all right now, but I, 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 will, I promise you this, this uh, interim, I will be getting together with the legislative team and we're gonna try to figure out how we can do even a better job to protect the second amendment. And, and I think to your point earlier, Cheryl, um, if we don't have the next generation shooting, we're not gonna have adult shooters. And we wanna make sure that they understand that it's important to exercise your rights, exercise the second amendment. And it's not, you know, you're, you're, you're not doing it just because, well, I like to shoot or I like to hunt. Um, I really want people to use the term exercising your second amendment, your right. And I think it's important to get your kids out. As a matter of fact, I recruited uh, Representative Kaiser's 12-year-old son to be on the team. Uh, so, you know, and, and I'm, trust me, if, if I can get a, another kid or another five kids. And by the way, we are bringing approximately 11 kids to the Nationals in July. And, Fantastic. Uh, we're the only team that would supply them with the rifle at no cost, a uh, shooting coat with no cost. Uh, about 2,500 uh, pieces of component to, to make 2,500 rounds at no cost of them. And, uh, and we, we give them a, a, a rifle cart and we pay for their airline, air, air flights to, uh, to the nationals, housing, feeding them, everything. It's about the only team in the nation that would do that. And it's all based on the generosity of, uh, of people like you and me, shooters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's great, it's been great. And how can the other side say there's something wrong with that? Because one, you teach kids responsibility, accountability, how to do things that they would not normally how to do and what to do when they see a gun or, you know, there's so much that's learned from this versus the other side that just wants you to just stay away from them, mm -hmm. stay away from the evil gun because that gun could just pop up and do something. <laughs> 
you know, the, the sad part about it, uh, that, that's a sad part about your statement is why do they have such a problem with, uh, with the Second Amendment or guns? Um, and and I, can, I can tell you the majority of them don't own guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been fed this Gatorade or whatever, what do you call it? Kool-Aid. Um, Kool-Aid. Yeah. Kool-Aid. Right, I said Gatorade, right? So Kool-Aid, <laughs> they've been fed the Kool-Aid that, that guns are bad for you. Guns kill people. Um, I can tell you, I got a safe full of it and none of them ever walked out of the safe to shoot anybody. Um, so so they, they live by that narrative for so long that, uh, that they, they don't know what else. And, and to go back to my original point in the beginning, the only reason it lasted for 10, 10 minutes or less than 10 minutes on the floor uh, debating is because they actually don't have the knowledge and not the understanding of what the Second Amendment is, other than what the mainstream media media had, had fed them, and mm-hmm. so it's it's very hard to stand up and go fight with somebody that's uh, been with the NRA and ASRPA for a very very long time. And I'm I'm not just a, a member, but I, I tend to get myself involved. You know, get the children out there to the, the line. I know it's hot at Ben Avery. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are 110, 117. My wife and I would be both sitting in the pit pulling for the kids uh, mm-hmm. when we could be sleeping in on Saturday uh, mm-hmm. and Sunday, but, but we do that for, for the love of the sports. Right. That's fantastic. So, um, you know, the ASRPA, it, it's uh, with the legislative committee, it's preserving rights uh, with the work they're doing with the, the children and the, the junior high power team and, and training and marksmanship you're, uh, and citizenship, you're preserving our legacy. And then you mentioned Ben Avery, but we're deeply involved, the ASRPA, in another range uh, here in Arizona. And so you're also preserving uh, our ranges, a way to um, keep a, a place for us to rehearse, to practice, to gain proficiency. And that's the Joe Foss uh, shooting complex out in the, the Buckeye uh, area right. of Arizona. I, and- um, on Friday, I was given an opportunity to welcome our commissioners at the Game and Fish Commission. And one of the first things that I did was I thanked them for having the opportunity uh, to practice the Second Amendment on, at Ben Avery. And, you know, usually we go out to, uh, you know, the long range guys go out to Joe Foss and we got uh, uh, Rio Salado, South Mountain. And I thank every one of them for making it possible mm-hmm. to maintain those ranges so that we can go out and use them. And, and what a discount fee is, uh, especially for our, our children. And so, yeah, we all have to work together. Now, you know, how many people thought of Game and Fish as managing uh, rifle ranges? But most people don't know that, but I do, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so it's, it's a concerted effort and uh, I'm just so happy to be a part of it. Yes, me as well. All right. Well, fantastic. Uh, I feel like we've kept you too long because with all the hats you wear, all the committees you're on, all the things that you do, you have been so generous to uh, sit here and chat with us and kind of bring us up to speed on things. And um, I just want to uh, thank you for putting so much of your time and energy into these things. And you know we we need more people doing it. As you said, we need more than the 31 um, uh, Republican legislators who are in there, so that we're sharing the load a little more e- evenly and equally. So 
I do hope that you've inspired people, not just here in Arizona, but we have listeners all over the country um, who I'm sure there are people on the fence out there thinking, you know, I've thought about maybe running for even school board. You know, I've thought about maybe running for city council. And uh, when they see that it can be done, you can have a family life, you can have, uh, you know, interests like your president of an organization, and you can run uh, and win uh, a seat in the legislature. It can be done, and you are an inspiration. Well, thank you. And, and you know, you mentioned school board. That's extremely important because mm -hmm. if you look at the indoctrination of our children, I mean, a lot of people out there are afraid of guns. Why? Because they're being told uh, that you, you can't even make a cookie-shaped gun and, and right. play. Right. Uh, and so I, I think uh, what you and I, uh, you and Dan and myself, we need to do is continue to educate and, and not put fear into people uh, the, the way mainstream media is doing. So I thank you for um, having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Can you tell folks how they can continue to follow you in whatever capacity, whether it's with the ASRPA or whether it's your duties at the legislature? Well, uh, you can log into azledge, uh, azleg.gov, and you can uh, you can look up just basically about any legislature uh, legislator uh, uh, that, that you want to uh, look into the background. Uh, for personally, for me, you can go to kwang4arizona.com, which is Q-U-A-N-G-F-O-R uh, Arizona.com, and you'll see updates on on my uh, on my uh, personal work as well. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. Unfortunately, I'm on Twitter. Huang uh, Win AZ. Uh, that's that's where you can find me. So thank you so much for your time, Cheryl and Dan. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we will let you get back to your awesome workload, sir. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> God bless. God bless. That was fun. Thank you. It was. <laughs> You know, um, it's this this man came from a different country, yeah, and and fought hard for our constitution, yeah, to keep us free. Boy, that's and true. we have people that are born here that have no idea what we have. I know, it's and what so they're willing to get, what they're willing to let go of. Mm -hmm. And you wonder if this country is so bad, people, if it's so bad. Why are they at the borders begging to come in? Why are they risking their lives? Why are they paying thousands of dollars to whoever to quite get the here? Question. That is quite Why? the question. Why? How bad can we be? Yeah. Can you imagine how good we could be if we just followed the Constitution? Mm -hmm. If we made every legislature, mm -hmm. every po politician mm -hmm. follow the Constitution and demand that only laws written that would not conflict with the Constitution mm -hmm. could be passed. Mm -hmm. What kind of nation we really would be? Yeah, well, we have been historically the strongest nation on the planet, uh, the most effective. It's where the most, the, the United States is where the most, um, I think, innovation and patents have originated from. Uh, I, you can double check me on that, but I, I believe that I'm speaking the truth about that. And that is because we, we started with the live and let live idea, the keep your nose in your own yard idea. 
as long as I am not harming you with my life choices and my behavior, then I should be free to go about doing what it is I do. And the same with you. And that way, you know, creativity can flow um, without all of the eight gajillion regulations that they pile on our heads when, in every possible direction. Right. Um, and the, the needless laws that we have to have laws to enforce laws these days. I mean, what is going on with us? Right. We just right. need to take it back to the basics. Um, I, I want to change the subject just sure. a little bit, but there was a, a thing on YouTube yesterday about capitalism. Okay. And a guy asked people, do you think cap, do you think it's good to have capitalism? You know, okay. and, and everybody said, no, most all the people said no. And one of them, a lady said, no. A young lady and she had designer clothes on designer purse designer watch and she's saying no to capitalism okay and we know what that, that from okay then? so if you could <laughs> sit down with that lady and talk to her and say how did you get your purse how did you get these things mm -hmm. what if we just stripped you of that right now and you wore what the government told you to wear yeah and you ate what the government told you to eat yeah. And you kept time by how the government tells you to keep time. Would that make a change? They don't even know what they're talking about. Too many do not. And you know whose fault that is? I'm waiting. Whose fault is that? It's ours. Go not look in the kids. mirror. That's yeah. whose fault it is. Yeah. And what Every are the other point? one of us needs to look in the mirror because if we haven't <clears throat> taught the young people that we have influence over, even if we're not parents, we are probably aunts or uncles, or we have children somewhere in our sphere of influence. And if we aren't passing along the ideas and ideals and values that this nation was built on, then we have nobody to blame. We can shout at CNN. We can say, oh, it's those darn right. whatever. Well, we argue with blank. our we but it's, with, up, it's up to us. And we do argue with some of our relatives, the one that think that capitalism is bad and they hold on to their iPhone with their hands like it was gold. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and we have had these conversations with them. So it's not like we're sitting there sleeping, mm -hmm. but it's still. Mm -hmm. And then one other quick one, they asked, who, how much should a rich person pay in taxes? Mm -hmm. And they were talking 70, 80%. And they ask how much do they think that the poor people pay in taxes? And they said 40 to 50%. When the reality is that the the poor, not the poor, the middle class paid four or 5% compared to 40% for the richer mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know those numbers. I don't know how true those are, but the fact is that the numbers are way out. They think that the poor people pay all the taxes and the rich people pay no tax. Right. And it doesn't work that way. It, and I don't know those percentages either, but you know what? We all have access to the Google machine. Yes, we do. So that's, Is the Google that's, machine correct though? That's, who knows? But I mean, you <laughs> that's a go good assignment for anybody out there that's like, you know what? That doesn't sound quite right. What Dan and Cheryl are saying. Check it out. Check Everything it out. that we talk about on this show, it should be a jumping off point for you to do your own uh, thinking and your own research. And so please do that. Um, and if you've missed any portion of this show, I, I encourage you to use the same gadgets to go to our The website. capitalism gadget called the iPhone? Mm -hmm. Or your laptop or your 
um, desktop computer and go to gunfreedomradio.com, click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content. Darling. Darling. And you can also check out all of our guests, like our amazing guest today, Kwong Nguyen. Thank you so much for being on today, Kwong, and all that you do. Uh, click the guest tab and you can see photos and bios and links to all of the work that all of our subject matter experts ha have been involved in. It is a tremendous resource and yeah. we don't hate it when you spend time there. Nope. All right, so until next time, um, I think we should pray for our nation. Yeah. I think we should pray for people in positions of leadership. Yeah. Uh, even ones maybe, what about the ones we don't like? Yeah, we got to pray for them too. Okay, maybe even especially for the ones we don't like. I think there's that is good for our soul when yeah. we and can. if you're keeping track of who you're praying for that you don't necessarily like, you could also send them a copy of a pocket constitution. <laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, and so until next time. Oh, and I also forgot that if you want to watch our videos of of these shows. Uh, you Gun can streamer. find them at GunStreamer, at YouTube, and on the smart uh, smartphone app called OpsLens. So, all right, until next time, be good to each other, have a great week, and God bless. Bye-bye.